This episode is brought to you by Splash Refresher. I believe in the three beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash, they spice it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. My flavor that I've been enjoying the most lately is the wild berry. Keep one on your desk. You'll be hydrated in no time. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches Media presents Ha ha, laugh, funny Mention it all, a Bravo by Betches podcast We don't say that, but now we said it With me, Dylan Hafer We're gonna check, me, boo. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Mention It All podcast. I'm Dylan Hafer, and today I am joined by a repeat guest. You all know her. You all love her, I hope. Uh, please welcome <laughs> back Samantha Bush. Hi. Hi, how are you? I know. I'm like, I hope they want me back. <laughs> That'd be really um, fucking weird. They don't, have, they don't have a say in the matter because... No choice. <laughs> here we are this is like one of our last episodes for 2022 things are winding down we're in holiday mode uh thankfully we still have lots of bravo to talk about i do feel like i'm thinking about these next couple of weeks when i'm going to be like home and traveling and i'm like okay do i do I like force my mom to watch Miami with me? Do I have to like sneak away into my room and watch it on my computer? The holiday as as someone who comes from a family of non Bravo watchers, being home for the holidays is actually a little stressful because I'm like, it is gonna be I'm gonna have to make state my case if I want to watch Bravo like on the TV. Yeah, and I think Miami <laughs> is a great place to start. Like, that's a good place to, like, really state your case. Like, there's hot mic moments, there's divorce, there's cheating, there's leaving your, you know, family. My The thing is, like, if I try to watch Bravo with my mom, she'll be like, yeah, whatever, we can, if you need to watch it, we can watch it. And then, like, 20 minutes later, she's like, oh. She's like, what? She's like, wait, so which one is that? Oh, her husband is leaving her? Like, I know that the Lisa thing, like, she would be, like, horrified, and then she would be, like, immediately swept up into the story. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> and I think Miami is such a good place for her to maybe dip her little toe, her St. Louis toe, into Housewives. <laughs> I know my mom uses my Peacock account, so if you, it's all on there if you just want to dip, yeah. dip your little toe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We are going to talk more about Miami, but first I want to get to a couple of little news items. The first of which is that Cynthia Bailey said that she has been filming for this season of Real Housewives of Atlanta, season 15, and she hinted that she would potentially be coming on as a friend of, so definitely not a housewife, but maybe... I don't think it's like a hundred percent set in stone that she is like a full friend of, but she's definitely, she said she's playing with the girls. How do you feel about this? I'm excited. I really think that when we lost Cynthia, it was a, it was a loss that many of us maybe have wanted, but then in our hearts, like once we lost it, we were like, wow, she's, we miss her. I miss I missed her this past season, and I don't necessarily even want her to be a peach holder. Like, I'm fine with her mixing it up with the girls, you know, filming. I want her mic'd up. I want her and Kenya maybe reconciling, maybe. I mean, they seem to be very close buddy-buddy in the pictures that I've seen of them filming. So I'm excited, and I really 
loved, I mean, Bra- Dylan, you were there at BravoCon. Like, the love that Cynthia was getting was so unexpected, but also, mm-hmm. like, so amazing. Like, she is an OG, and she's stunning, and I'm glad to see her getting her flowers. Yeah, I feel like she's one of those people where she isn't necessarily going to be the MVP of the cast or the person creating the most viral moments or whatever, the most iconic, but she is kind of such a valuable puzzle piece to have. And I think she brings so much in terms of warmth and friendship and just kind of is a good person to like fill out a friend group that you want to see on the show. And so I agree with you that when we lost her, I I didn't have a problem losing her in the sense of, oh, but she's such an iconic housewife. How is this show going to go on without her? But I mm-hmm. think there was maybe more of a loss than people thought about in terms of this actually takes away from the dynamic of this group of friends. And mm-hmm. so I think with Housewives, it's like, of course we know that they're being cast on a TV show and there are mechanics of casting that are, it's more than just, okay, we need six friends. But I think you do have those specific people within various franchises where sort of like a Dolores on New Jersey kind of, yes, or, totally. you know, like that kind of vibe where it's like, this would feel less like a group of friends if that Mm -hmm. person was taken out of the equation. And so I think Cynthia coming back as a friend of potentially is kind of the perfect role for her because we've seen Atlanta really make great use of friends of in the past, obviously people like Marlo, uh, Tanya for a couple seasons, Shamia was in the mix for a long time. Those people really can contribute a lot to the show, but they're not, there's not that sense that they're kind of like taking someone else's spot. And so I feel like with Cynthia, especially coming off of her split from Mike and she's spending more time back in Atlanta, it's like, yeah, she, she still knows all these ladies. Like, why wouldn't she be coming to their parties? And I think, you know, doing a little uh, friend vibe is kind of perfect. I completely agree. Because I also think the cast that we have now is a really solid group of girls. So I'm excited to see them build upon that and get better and better. But then also have her kind of still in the mix. Like, it it will be nice. Right. And I think, um, like, Cynthia's last season was Drew's first (laughs) season, right? Like, it was just... It was just, like, a couple seasons ago. So, like, Cynthia knows Drew. The only person in the group that she wasn't on with was Sonia and like Mm -hmm. I feel like I feel like Cynthia and Sonia would get along so well because they're both you know successful professional women I feel like they're both you know like kind of normal people in a way um so I'm I'm excited for that I feel like I haven't Atlanta I haven't thought that much about since the season ended but in a way where I not because it's bad but because I'm like I trust them to go away to film their season, to do what they need to do. And then, you know, come springtime, we'll get a yeah. trailer and I'll be excited. And I think sometimes that kind of out of sight, out of mind for Housewives franchises, it's it can be a really good thing because it lets them just kind of figure it out on their own rather mm-hmm. than having so much tabloid noise, so many rumors, so much, you know, just kind of chatter surrounding it. I feel like Potomac kind of, this season was like that too, where we, other than Ashley's divorce, we weren't hearing a lot about kind of storylines and things. And this season has been so interesting. Mm -hmm. 
I know. I think that, do you think Bravo has maybe cracked down a little bit? Because I feel like for a while I was watching seasons where I was like, I already know what I'm going to be watching pretty much. But then the last, like the season of Potomac, the upcoming season of New Jersey, like I really don't know much of what's going to happen. I mean, obviously, except for the Melissa and Teresa stuff, but that always, that's every year. Um, I don't know. I just feel like maybe Bravo's like, you guys got to shut up. Like, you can't be posting the crazy shit on social media because Beverly Hills, I mean, they're on a break right now. I think because Mm -hmm. it's like, what are they giving us? Yeah, I think Beverly Hills has definitely kind of tipped too far in that direction. Mm -hmm. I think Potomac this season when Monique and Candace had their fight, that was really tough to kind of live through during filming and then rehash everything when the show is on. So I do think there have been a few instances where it's kind of tainted the viewing experience. And obviously Mm -hmm. these women are famous in a certain way. There is attention on them. There's always going to be people doing digging and trying to figure out kind of what's going on with Mm -hmm. the group just because, you know, the daily mail needs clicks or whatever, but it's not like, it's not like we are getting direct leaks the way think of Atlanta what was it two seasons ago when there was all this, you know, peach report Mm -hmm. direct, direct things coming straight from filming. And, you know, those types of things, they get inside the group and they change the dynamic. And I think, you know, with Miami, what we're seeing this season, and I think we both agree that it's a really strong season so far is that it's like, obviously the Lisa and Lenny thing has been public in a way, but, it feels like we're watching a group of friends really deal with situations in real time and not like because somebody was leaking something to the press, but because they're in each other's lives and having to deal with it. Yeah, because they're talking about things that are not happening on social media. They're talking about like real life friendship relationship things. Um, And I think once you start talking about, oh, well, you I mean, unless Okay, there is the exception. And the exception to this rule, in my opinion, is Real Houses of New York City. They can talk about what's in page six mm-hmm. for eternity. Like, because that was always part of the show. Like, that was always part of, like, season two. They started off with Jill and Alex going at each other in the press. Like, that was always a part of it. So I do think New York is, like, there is that exception for me. But when it comes to like the other franchises, I'm like, I don't want to I don't want you fighting about tweets or social media like that's just not fun. Well, yeah, I just um, so I just interviewed Ashley Darby yesterday and we were talking about the Candace Instagram live thing and mm-hmm. the fact that it's like she wants Robin to deal with this privately with her. And it's like you're going on Instagram live for hundreds of thousands of people that follow you and talking about the whole cast. So why would, why does Robin owe you the courtesy of bringing it to you privately? And like Ashley was saying, and I I think she, I understand she was saying, well, you know, when stuff is happening on social media, it doesn't matter whether it's during filming or not, because we're always going to be authentic with each other and handle Mm -hmm. things the way we handle things. But like, I do think there is, with Candace, it's almost like flying too close to the sun sometimes where it's like, Mm -hmm. if you want the group to treat you a certain way, then 
you have to be a little more cognizant of how and where and when you're talking about them because who who in their right mind would see you saying that on Instagram live and not feel some type of way about it? Like, it just feels like with, with these shows, it's like, of course we want there to be messiness. We want there to be drama, but it's like, you can't claim that you want these women to be like good friends to you and then drag them up and down social media 12 months out of the year. (laughs) No. And I mean, truly when Robin brought out that Alexa, I got a rush. I was like, this is changing the game for housewives. Like, I need housewives to always bring the Alexa. Like, that's what's happening over on Potomac is the women are working. Okay. Ashley is recording, you know, the ceiling in the sprinter van on the way home from the club. Like, she's doing what Lisa Renna couldn't do. And I applaud them. Robin's gone tech. <laughs> Robin's gone tech. She's a woman in tech. We love a woman in STEM. So I <laughs> I support, I support, honestly, whatever the women of Potomac do, like, I'm all for. I literally don't care. Except for, like, exactly. when, you know, um, Monique, like, attacked Candace. Like, that was not fun. But I, I want to get an update on the, like, Monique and Chris spending some time in their separate homes situation because so I weird never forget when I wasted an hour of my life watching her YouTube live uh which was like interspersed yes. with homemade commercials for Mila Eve essential oils and it was just like the way they speak to and about each other and their life it's like you are so far removed from reality yeah and it just feels like you're you're listening to someone speak like a version of english where you still recognize the words but clearly they don't mean quite the same thing Mm -hmm. and it's like i don't know i I, like the fact also that monique and chris aren't doing season two of Love and Marriage DC, their own show with Carlos King. Like mm-hmm. that show was built around them. I know. And they're not doing the second season. It's like, what is they're... the what's the roadmap here? What is the game plan? What's the end goal? What's what's happening? Um, I don't know. And uh, oh God, I I don't <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't even know what to say about them. Yeah, not Ugh. to get too far down a down a Monique tangent because that yeah, that's please. not going anywhere good. <laughs> no, please, I can't <laughs> handle it again. I have like PTSD from season five. I feel like we've all had that moment where you're at somebody's wedding and you're looking around, the food, the venue, the music, the overall vibe, and you're making like that mental checklist of if I were planning a wedding right now, maybe you are, maybe you aren't. What would I want to copy from this? What would I want to change? What would I want to tweak? Well, I've been a part of my fair share of weddings over the years, and I know just how stressful the process can be. You go from that newly engaged bliss to overwhelmed by invitation paper and flower colors in the blink of an eye. But using Zola helps with wedding planning from start to finish and makes every decision easier so you can stay in your bliss. With Zola, you can plan your entire wedding in one convenient place. From the day you get engaged and search for the venue to the day you send out your save the dates, make your registry, and even taste your cake, Zola has literally everything you need to make the whole process super easy and even maybe enjoyable. There's even a five-star app that helps you plan on the go or on your couch. Zola helps couples plan the wedding they really want with tons of unique features and personalized recommendations based on a couple's preferences 
Every Zola wedding is as unique as the couple planning it. They've thought of everything you'll need and have built every tool to get you to I do, including customized checklists to get you moving, keep you on track, and prepare you for what's next. Start planning at Zola.com. That's Z-O-L-A dot com. Summer is fast approaching, which means more social events, more weddings to attend, more nights on the town, and hopefully more vacations. That's why I'm so thankful for today's sponsor, Honey Love, for covering us with the best shapewear. With Honey Love, you can feel your best even when you're wearing less. They've revolutionized compression technology so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating while wearing effective shapewear. Plus, they're the only shapewear that won't ever roll down no matter how much you groove on the dance floor. For a limited time only, you can get Honey Love on sale. Get 20% off your entire order with our exclusive link, honeylove.com slash MIA. Support our show and check them out at honeylove.com slash MIA. When talking about shapewear, Honey Love's best-selling superpower short is the go-to. It has targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas where you need less compression. Their signature X targets and sculpts your midsection without squeezing your natural curves. The superpower short is helping ladies everywhere sculpt and smooth from stomach to thigh by offering just the perfect amount of compression. This piece is also a booty lifter. Boost bands on the back of the thigh give your bottom an amazing shape. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at Honey honeylove.com slash MIA. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash MIA. After you purchase, they'll ask where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started, honeys. Shape your life with Honey Love. Okay, so I'll steer us back somewhere sunnier in Miami. Um, So what are you, what are you kind of loving the most this season? Obviously, the Lisa and Lenny stuff is going to be kind of the prevailing drama of the season. But from these first few episodes, what are your kind of biggest takeaways? My biggest takeaway is that I could watch 100 episodes of these women and I love them. Like, there isn't one of them where I really... Well, that's actually a lie. I actually don't like Julia, but um, <laughs> sorry. I was thinking, I was like, oh, like I love them all, but I was like, I actually don't. Um, but I do like watching Julia's storyline. Um, I like watching her um, wreak havoc on Martina's uh, world and um, complain about being bored. And I'm like, well, then go like go do something. Like, I don't know, whatever. I'm obsessed with Larsa Pippen Dillon. Like, in a way where I can't even describe. I love her so much. I find her to be, like, a fascinating character. Like, she is, like, when she was describing, I think it was last episode when she went on that sushi date, when she was describing, like, her ideal man, and then she kept referring to Scotty, and she was like, you know, no one's going to be as romantic as Scotty or, like, emotionally available or... um you know, loving or I'm like, then why did you divorce? Like, what's going on? Like, and I, I don't know. I just love them all. I'm excited to see more of the Larsa Lisa dynamic because that is a fraught friendship. Like even on Watch It Happens Live, there was some tension when Larsa said, I think Lenny was bored. Lisa, Mm -hmm. her look could have killed Larsa. Like it was so good. I'm excited for that. And I mean, just these women are so dynamic and they're so interesting just to watch them react to things. Like I I loved watching them all react to Lisa telling them that Lenny has a girlfriend. Then like screaming and squawking was 
so delightful to me. Right. Gertie truly screaming at that revelation. Screaming. Alexia being like, I'm going to go kill that motherfucker. <laughs> yes. And Julia and Adriana are sitting across the way at the bar. They're being like, it looks like something's happening over there. It's like, <laughs> what is it's going like on? It's like you have no idea what's happening over there. If I saw my group of friends screaming like that, I would be running over to them. Like, what's going on? Like, mm-hmm. what's going on? And then Marisol behind the bar, like, I got to make her a stronger cocktail because this is not going to cut it. Um, Skinny margarita, extra stiff. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I mean, she like, and the way that they like rally around her, I really, you know, because as much as I love Lisa, we all have to admit she's rather dim at times. And I worry about her and what she's going to get out of this divorce. Like, I need these women to kind of rally around her and lift her up. Yeah, I am truly curious to see how the divorce shakes out because obviously it seems like Lenny is more of the one who is causing the divorce, but also I, uh, which would make you think like, oh, he screwed Lisa over. Lisa should get a lot of money or something. But I also feel like Lenny is a really strategic, uh, devious kind of person, perhaps, who would kind of really, you know, cross his T's and dot his I's about knowing exactly how this is going to play out for him. So oh, I don't know. He's I mean, had this planned and yeah. plotted. Like he knows what he's doing. I, I mean, when he did that like hot mic moment of him talking to his friend in the kitchen, I'm like, the man wants Lisa to hear what he's saying because I've been saying this since last season. I think he's had this conversation with Lisa so many times where he's like, I'm not happy. I'm having emotional affairs. I'm doing this. Like, we need to do this. Like, I really think this man has probably tried to divorce Lisa at least 10 times. And she's just like, no, we're not doing that. Let's work on it. Let's work on it. Let's work on it. I think he's like the only way this woman will hear that this is what I really, really want is if I say it on camera, I'm mic'd up and she can't ignore it anymore. Right. And clearly the way he's gone about it this time is really intense and harsh and cruel. It's crazy. But like, yeah, you do kind of think about the fact, like with the hot mic moment, of course, she probably wasn't going to hear it until later, like after Mm -hmm. filming, because it's, you know, she wasn't in the room. But like, he doesn't have any regard for her feelings. Like, that's a choice. It's not like... Mm -hmm. Oh fuck! I feel so bad that you heard that, baby. I d- I didn't really mean it. It's like no, I meant every word, and yeah. then some. And yeah. I want you to hear how much I don't give a fuck about you. You because that's truly, truly how I feel. And you know, I it's like he wants he wants it to hurt. He's not. There's no yeah. kind of softening the blow. No, this isn't like. I mean, Kelsey Grammer handled it with more grace, in my opinion, than this. Like, and Kelsey Grammer is a demonic human being. The thing about Lisa and Lenny that is, these are strangers. These, this is not a, I'm sorry, this is not a marriage to me. This never really was. And maybe in the very, very beginning when they first got married, I'm sure they got married with the best intention. But the woman didn't know that they did Shabbat growing up. Okay? Like, you're married to someone for over 10 years and you're asking him if he did Shabbat every Friday? Like, 
you guys, they don't know each other anymore. This is not a relationship. And yeah, I think it's horrible the way he went about it. He is up there, in my opinion, hate to go this dark, but with Russell Armstrong vibes, like just as a bad fucking guy. Um, but I, I think if she really, you know, does the work, she can really maybe tap into some more emotion. I don't think Lisa's like that emotionally deep. Or I think there's a... Bl- I sound like a fucking loser empath, like psychic. I'm like, I think she's a tap into that energy. But it's like she really does because there's like she's like emotionally like stunted and guarded and she's got to like let that go. I think a lot of the a lot of her marriage, both the, the good times and maybe also in the times that she maybe didn't realize until too late weren't so good is I feel yeah. like she kind of was content to live in this like fantasy paradise of right. we have the ginormous house on mm-hmm. star island we have the lifestyle we have the parties i have the clothes i have the the birkins and you know like my husband is really successful says that he loves me xyz and that was mm-hmm. kind of enough and also she you know, desperately wanted kids for so many years. She got her kids. Her kids are fucking adorable. No, they're, they're the like cute. They're some of the cutest kids I've ever seen. I told her that when I when I had her on the podcast, I was like, Lisa, you have cute kids. And I think the heart, honestly, watching it so far, the way Lisa, the way Lenny is treating Lisa is rough, but the way he doesn't seem to have any regard for the kids is like that to me is the worst part and even before before we get to all the divorce whatever whatever the way he's talking about this damn tennis lesson on the (gasps) phone when they're in key west it's like he's like she to me in that moment to me she is being so clear to him she's like i am trying but i'm letting you know right now I probably won't be able to figure anything out. So like the tennis lesson likely won't be able to happen. And the, Mm -hmm. the way that he is just being is so unwilling to just make one little exception. It's like, Mm -hmm. you clearly knew that Lisa was going to be out of town. Also, Lisa is on a work trip right now. I know on housewives, we don't like to acknowledge the fact that we're that they're working working when we're at filming events, but it's like, Lisa's not just on like a, girls get away like she's on a work trip for two or three days that you clearly knew was happening and so the fact that Lenny isn't willing to adjust like one plan while Lisa is like out of town working to be I guess financially independent it's like you you can't have it both ways you can't be like you can't be like get out of my life you don't get a penny from me xyz and then also be like I'm not going to be flexible when you're working (laughs) Right. And it's just like you said, like he can feel however he wants about Lisa, but to like not put anything that you have going on aside for your kids is fucking gross. And I mean, just the way, like you said, he wouldn't budge. He was like, okay, well, you need to do this. And again, I'm going to bring up what Marisol said. Why does Lisa have such a hard time with nannies and getting someone to watch her kids? I literally have a theory, okay? I think Lenny, like, pays them to, like, make Lisa's life hell. Like, I think he's just, like, because I've never seen, like Marisol said, I've never seen anything like it. This woman can never find someone to watch her kids. There's always a problem. Mm-hmm. I don't right, get it. And for, for somebody who has, like, not just, like, a nanny or a housekeeper, it's, like, they have staff. 
like it should it should the way the fact that it seems to be a real sticking point of having childcare. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like I mean, obviously, plenty of people don't have good access to childcare, but like <laughs> Lisa and Lenny are not those people. <laughs> They're not those people. Also, I'm sure his mom could watch them. Like. Or, I don't know, call me crazy, I feel like the dad could. It's really nuts. <laughs> you're really like, nuts. What if? You're like, what oh my God. The, can we talk about, did you catch, them? did you catch in this episode, um, Lenny's office voicemail message when Lisa calls him? It's like this woman's voice and it's like, you have reached the office of world-renowned celebrity plastic surgeon, Dr. Yes. Leonard Huckstein. And I'm like, also, if I Leonard? heard that. Leonard, if I heard that when I was calling a doctor's office to schedule, I don't know, a consultation or something, yeah, I would be like, hmm, maybe I'm going oh. somewhere else. Dylan, I think that that's his cell phone. I don't think that was the office. I bet that's his cell phone voicemail. I promise you. I had actually thought about trying to call the office number <laughs> this morning to like check if that's still the message. Like, should I do it? You absolutely should. Because I really do think that that was his cell phone number. Like, I think that's his voicemail on his phone. And I fucking hate that he's, like, getting his little girlfriend all worked up. She's on social media. Like, in her Instagram bio, it says, like, 100% real. It's like, shut the fuck up. Like, it's just little digs like that. I'm just like, you guys are so vile. Yeah, okay, Katarina. Good good luck with that. (laughs) Yeah, good luck with this guy, please. He's clearly, like... Oh, my God, Dylan, I haven't felt this way about a house husband in a long time, in a long time, like where he is diabolical, like an evil man. (sighs) And his mom, I mean, Lisa said on Watch What Happens Live, she was like, she was like really supportive of me in the beginning, like when this all happened. And now it's not so much. I'm like, I also find it fascinating that the women, I don't know why I'm so surprised by this. You probably are going to be like, this is so stupid of you, but I'm really surprised that the women are so open about discussing like, oh, yeah, he has those parties. That's always weird. Like Alexia, when she found out that he had a girlfriend, she was like, I knew he did. Like, I knew something was up because Lisa, God bless her, is like, oh, my God, he's eating and right and working out a lot, but doesn't want to have sex. That's crazy. It must be because he's old. I'm like, Lisa, babe, I promise you that's not it. Well, I think no. even on the first episode, I want to say it was Kiki, maybe, or maybe it was somebody else said in the confessional, they were like, if he, men are like dogs or whatever. So if he's not getting it from you, he's getting it somewhere else. And it's like, I feel like the fact that clearly everyone else in the cast sort of clocked something, even if they mm-hmm. didn't get the full picture. And also, when Lisa and Larsa were having their kind of argument about this renting out the house thing, Almost everybody in the cast in the interviews were like, oh, yeah, they ran out their house. Yeah, I heard that. I know they did that. There's music videos there. Like, all of them yeah. didn't even seem to think that this was something controversial. It was just or like, like a big oh, yeah. Because it's so known. It was like, oh, yeah, they do that. It's like, okay. So it almost, it like makes it harder to watch Lisa be have such strong convictions about these things where it's like everybody else around you either knows for a fact that that's not true or senses that something is amiss. And it's like, Mm -hmm. I guess, I guess like it probably is a defense mechanism. Like if all this stuff was happening with Lenny for a long time, like you kind of tell yourself what you need to, to 
stay oblivious a little bit and it's it sucks and I feel bad for her but also it's like uh, I I mean what are you gonna do I know it's really sad and like for her to be like yeah I handle all the finances Alexi was like she doesn't we all know that she doesn't like I I, yeah I think sometimes I feel like other women have kind of said similar stuff on housewives in the past and I'm like I feel like there's a big there's a difference between like oh yeah like I make I pay the energy bill every month and like, like I enrolling actually in auto pay is not what we're talking right about. like if I feel like <laughs> there are a lot of situations where the husband is probably like oh yeah like you can take care of making sure like the cell phone bill is paid mm-hmm. and the electric bill is paid and the I don't know what other what other bills do people have internet whatever yeah. but like that's different from like managing the money very different. You're not especially managing the books. Right. Especially if you're living in a household that's bringing in a large amount of income. You're not just like balancing a checkbook every month. It's like, no, you have like money managers and like various accounts and portfolios and all this stuff. Like I, I think it's not like there's anything wrong with just, you know, being the one who pays the bills and then somebody mm-hmm. else manages the money. But it's like, that's a lot different than like being in charge of the finances right very 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 different and alexi was just like no 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 (laughs) she's not doing that Splash Refreshers are the delicious zero-calorie beverage I'm reaching for again and again when I'm feeling thirsty for something flavorful. I believe in the three-beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash spices it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. Lately, my go-to office beverage has been the Splash Wild Berry flavor. It's so nice to just put a few in the fridge at the beginning of the week. Grab one whenever you want something nice and refreshing. It's just the right amount of flavor, just the right amount of sweetness. You know the vibes. When you want something refreshing, when you want something hydrating, Splash is the perfect thing to reach for. It perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. And it's available in five craveable flavors. Wild Berry, that's my favorite, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange. It's there to satisfy your need for hydration with a little flavor. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? Well, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Before we talk about the season itself, they filmed their reunion in New York on Friday and we do know now that Jen Shaw was not there. It was kind of like a last minute question mark because of course we thought for a long time that after Jen pleaded guilty, that Bravo was just kind of fully severing that tie and that she wasn't going to be invited to anything. And then we find out that just a few weeks ago, she was invited to the reunion. And I think this probably had to do with her sentencing getting delayed because initially her sentencing was supposed to be like the day before the reunion taping, Mm -hmm. which obviously is just (laughs) 
not a useful timeline. Right. But now she's not getting sentenced till January 6th. Um, and so I get, I think that was probably when Bravo was like, okay, well, if you want to come to the reunion, I guess you can. But Jen posted this long statement saying that she made it clear that she couldn't talk about her case and any of the details and that Bravo said that that was unsatisfactory because that's her storyline. And she's like, well, that's not what I need to do to prioritize my family. So I won't be attending the reunion and mixed feelings about this. I, I don't have, I don't blame Jen for prioritizing her legal well-being but also it's like i also don't blame bravo for being like no if you're coming to the reunion we're gonna ask about it right i mean and she's also pleading guilty like and you know her her court documents and her filings are all pretty public so people are talking about it it's not like it's in secret and i also I mean, I don't want to just talk to her about, oh, the fact that you possibly defrauded the elderly um, and the vulnerable, but also like just your behavior this season is atrocious. And I want her to be held accountable for that. I honestly like putting her legal stuff aside, like she's a fucking maniac. And I want the women to be able to talk to her about that, work that out, maybe possibly have some closure. I don't know. I really want to get to the bottom of why Heather Gay rides so hard for her. Um, I don't know. That's just me. I Yeah, I think the thing with me, and um, Meredith actually said this a couple weeks ago at uh, Danny Murphy and Evan Reels page six live show. Meredith was like one of the guests and she was mm-hmm. saying that she really hoped Jen was at the reunion just because Jen has been an important part of the show for all three seasons and that it's going to be, it's like a better reunion if everybody is there to answer for themselves. Even when Mary Cosby wasn't there, I was sad. Right. So that's what makes me sad is that I feel like even if Jen couldn't really say anything about the legal stuff, we're not going to get any closure about her and Lisa Barlow. We're not going to get any closure about her and Heather. We're not going to get any closure about her, you know, dumping a drink on Andrew Katzenavis' head. Right. Like it's, it's unfortunate because especially in a cast this small, the way it is, at least with the full-time people, it's like everybody really has something with everybody else. And so, Mm -hmm. You know, I I struggle with thinking about watching this reunion with no Jen stuff because it's like, okay, I, obviously Whitney and Heather is a whole thing. That'll be, you know, a 40-minute segment, I guess. Mm-hmm. And it's not like there's nothing else to talk about, but, like, even seeing that, like, Dana and Angie Kay, and I'm assuming Angie Harrington was there too, it's like, Okay, but what does Angie Kay have to talk about if Jen's not there? Right. And what is, you know, okay, so Angie Harrington's going to talk about Shaw Exposed, but again, Jen's not there, and she was the one who was most affected by that. Like, it's like all of these threads just seem to be a little bit, you know, like hanging in space Mm -hmm. if there's not, like, Jen to attach them to. Right. And then, I mean, okay, I don't know exactly how the law works when it comes to like after you are sentenced like you don't go straight to jail because Teresa didn't like she got to film the reunion right so I kind of wish Bravo maybe waited until after Jen was sentenced because then I feel like then 
with that, like, she would have been able to come on and talk about anything, maybe? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, at BravoCon, when it was just the four women, like, they were so fucking explosive. Like, that panel was so good that I'm like, okay, maybe there is something. But I would still, I mean, Jen is such a big part of the show. I I wish that she could participate. What do you think about these three friends of that we have this season? Because it does seem like, especially with Jen's absence, they're likely going to be a little... (laughs) more present than they would be mm-hmm. otherwise. Personally, I feel like both of the Angies are giving me something. <laughs> Dana's not giving me much at all. Okay, see, I disagree. Okay. Okay, so obviously I hate Angie Harrington. Um, <laughs> she's too thirsty for me. Like, I yes. just can't, I can't with her. Like, the fact that like she's, like, if I found out that my significant other started a Finsta to attack someone someone in my friend group, I would lose my fucking mind. I would be so mortified. And she's like, yeah, it's like fine. Like we talked about it. Like move on. It's like, no, it's really fucking weird. He's a grown man. And I get why people are fascinated by Angie K because she serves as confessional. She's a little shady. She gives us good like um, soundbite type stuff. But Dana to me is the one that is really kind of, overseeing this group and calling out the hypocrisy of it because she's like why are you all so okay with Jen telling you to shut the fuck up like she is the one to me that's like okay I don't even want to get in the mix and like cause drama and be the most outlandish and the most shady but she's definitely the one to me that's like what is happening here and she's getting them all to kind of talk about it and assess so that's why I like her I think for me, it's not that I dislike Dana or that I think there's no kind of potential for her. Mm-hmm. It's that I feel like if I'm just giving everyone like a token each time they do something, I feel like I've gotten the least from her mm-hmm. in terms She's of the least like tokens. Right. Like, I don't remember her as much. I don't think of her as much. Mm-hmm. Like, she hasn't left as large of an impact on me this season but not in a way that I think is bad just in like truly like a quantity of moments I can think of Mm. Dana is at the bottom of the pyramid but I do think that thinking about future seasons of Salt Lake City it is like she should be in the mix at least when they're thinking about casting because they're gonna need a few people you know with Jen, yeah. I mean, Jen it, Jen filed her, like, sentencing, like, her, you know, arguments, basically, for sentencing. And she's requesting, like, 36 months in prison. So she know like, unless the judge is literally, like, you know, <laughs> do, so on bad. something, Jen's going to get prison time. Like, Jen knows that she can't. Jen's Jen minimum. Good. Right, like Like she knows that she can't even get away with asking for no prison time. So like at this point, safe to say, Jen's not in the mix for next season. So they're going to need a few people. And I think Dana definitely has potential in that way. Um, I do think it's hard also because the the five full-time women have so much history and their issues have so many layers with each other that it's Mm -hmm. like for somebody like Dana sitting at that table, it's a little bit hard to really 
get your claws in there in a way because mm-hmm. it's like this last the Marilyn Monroe dinner in San Diego the way that Whitney and Heather are going back and forth at each other oh it's God. like I barely even want to I barely even want to watch it let alone no, to I sit know. at the table and try and get a word in it's it it really is it's tough to watch because it just feels like you're watching two people who don't want to hear each other at that point and so it's a little bit like what are we doing here? Let's come back in six months and try again. Yeah, I, they definitely need to take a beat after Jen Shaw sentencing. Um, and I really think that to make this cast work better in the future is we need people that actually are friends um, that have like deep history with one another. Like I would love to see maybe some Lisa Barlow people, maybe some Heather good friends that are not, you know, Angie Harrington um because Dylan I don't know what I'm watching sometimes like I'm watching this show and I'm like I can't make heads or fucking tails of what is happening like I because I I just don't know I I can't get a read on what's going on and it you know I find myself like doing other things while the show is on I'm not like as into it as I was yeah I also when you're talking about who should bring on friends I agree it's like okay Lisa Heather and then I was thinking about Meredith Marks and I'm like I I love Meredith I think she is fascinating I love watching her but Mm -hmm. I don't even know it feels like she's a little checked out from the group I don't I don't know if she even really lives more than checked out from the group I don't know if she even really lives in Utah enough to have friends there question mark in terms of like recommending people for the show and I don't even mean that in a shady way like I don't care but it just is like yeah when you think of the group moving forward it's like okay Meredith and Lisa I guess still don't get along Jen's gonna be gone I guess she's fine with Whitney and Heather but it just feels like when I think of the interpersonal relationships I'm like is Meredith really friends with anyone no That's the thing. Meredith, to me, isn't doing anything this season. Like, she's really checked out. I think she honestly just joined this show in the very beginning because she wanted to give her son, like, a platform, which is fine. Like, do whatever you want. But I just don't – I don't think she should come back next year unless something happens. And honestly, like, if Bravo would like to pivot this show into a maybe we follow Jen to prison, we get her – you know, on on the phone occasionally. Like, I would love to have Heather and Jen on the phone from prison. You remember how Joe Judas used to do that with Teresa? Oh, my God. This is a collect call from Utica State Prison. Would you like to accept the charges? Yes, I'll accept all the charges. Charge them to the Beauty Lab and Laser account. <laughs> exactly. Like, I would love that. Maybe a love after lockup situation. Like, I, I just don't know how this show moves on because I feel like everyone is feeling the same way like we all are just watching but not invested too much because yeah I think I think it's really going to be a big a big task for casting to see if they can if they can put something together because I think Aside from, I mean, Roni reboot aside, because that's a different situation. I feel like this is going to be the biggest real cast turnover moment Mm -hmm. in a while on a Housewives show. I mean, just in terms of what's left. And even if nobody 
leaves from season three to season four, you still just need more people. And like I was saying a while ago, they've never cast successfully a new housewife on Salt Lake City. The only only person who's held a snowflake that wasn't an OG was Jenny Wynn. And we all saw how that turned out. And so it's like, Angie's been around for two seasons. She can't seem to get it together enough to have a snowflake. We have these other two friends, which like we said, maybe there's something there, but it's too kind of too soon to know. So it's like, yeah, I, I mean, I don't, I think they definitely will take some time off after season three, which I think is for the best. But then I would love to in see Utah of, in the summer. Like we're yeah. filming the summertime. We need a new change. Just calendar wise, that seems sort of likely if they take off kind of like we've seen a couple other franchises like Atlanta OC in the past few years do a little bit of like a six month kind of break between filming. Um, so I think maybe, maybe that's the best course of action for Salt Lake for, for casting to actually go to Utah, meet a lot of people, do some digging, maybe even find sort of a new group of friends, even that you could have like, a new group of three and then keep Whitney, Heather, Lisa type of thing and kind of have these two sides. Like, I think that could be interesting, but I think it, it, they're at a point where it might really benefit them to actually sort of crack the show apart and get creative with the casting rather than just try and find one or two people that could maybe kind of fit within what they already have. Cause I'm not mm-hmm. sure what they already have is worth building around. Mm-hmm. I know. So, I mean, we saw it with New York in season five. They fired half the cast. They kept it Ramona, Sonia, and Luann. And then mm-hmm. they brought in Heather, Aviva, and Carol. And it completely changed the dynamic. It was, we got, that's like when the Roni, like, golden years really started, in my opinion. And, yeah, you know, I would love to see that from Salt Lake. Yeah, I think season, like, five and six of Roni kind of, get a bad rap sometimes because people are like oh they you know they they jill was gone bethany was gone who were they brought in these randos and like i at the time of course it seems jarring but then when you actually look at the overall sort of contour of the show over a decade plus that was such an important step for them to take and Mm -hmm. i think you know salt lake might sort of be at that point we're great Season like six especially pirate, is super fun. Like, yeah. It's a fun. Se- those are fun seasons of Housewives. So I hope Salt Lake. I mean, honestly, when you brought up OC just now, like I'm so excited for OC to come back. And I never I'm so I excited for that. OC. I'm excited for OC to come back. I'm super excited to see Jersey. I. Mm. Um, it sounds like we might be getting a Jersey trailer this week even. So that's something to look forward to. Um, One other piece of... I'll I'll call it news though I don't know and maybe a rumor is the better term for it I'm seeing online people saying that season two of Real Housewives of Dubai might start filming in February how do you feel about Dubai and do you how do you feel about the cast going from season one to season two Dylan I don't know I don't know how I feel about Dubai I I want to love it because I think it's they've got great women but I almost feel like the show was made in a lab. It was like they all watched Housewives and they all said, okay, you know, we're going to have this and then we're going to have this. We're going to take a little bit of from here and a little bit from there and we're going to make this show. It just didn't 
it didn't grab me. Um, I know people loved it, but maybe I was just like burnt out at the time when it came on that I was like, I can't add another Housewives to my docket. Like, I just can't take this one on right now. So maybe season two will be better. I don't know if people really loved it. I mean, I think there were. <laughs> okay, maybe they didn't because you're right. I didn't see much about it. I remember when I saw the premiere, I was really, really hot on it. Like, I was very excited about it, and I thought there was a lot of potential. And I think over the course of the season, there were ups and downs. There were moments I really enjoyed. There were, you know, I think certain personalities really jumped out in a way that was a lot of fun. But, like, I think overall it didn't quite – it didn't quite give enough, especially Mm -hmm. compared to – other housewives franchises like just thinking back i mean i know we're we're not so high on salt lake city right now but thinking back to that first season it was so exciting and it felt like that group was giving us so much right out of the gate and i do think with dubai it was a little bit more of like a okay this it is what it is yeah i almost wish that it wasn't a housewives show it was like a it was like something else like I wish that it wasn't under the guise of like a housewives but maybe like business women of Dubai or like something like that you know like it just wasn't yeah. giving me like housewives yeah I don't I mean I don't know so much in terms of you know the culture there I don't I'm not an expert I haven't spent time there so I don't know but I don't know if the concept of real housewives really translates the same everywhere around the world. And obviously there are a lot of international housewives franchises that aren't on Bravo, but like, yeah, it just didn't, it didn't quite feel like the exact right fit. So I'm, I'm curious again, going into season two, I'm always optimistic about things on Bravo because like I say all the time, I'm going to watch it whether it's good or not. So I would obviously rather it be good. Um, mm-hmm. But it's yeah, it's like I'm kind of like, OK, we'll see. And in terms of casting, I'm like, I think most of the cast from season one was pretty strong. But also, mm-hmm. like we're saying, it didn't quite click into place. So it, maybe some changes are in order. But I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. TV. Well, Sam. It's always such a pleasure to have you here for for one last time in 2022. I'm sure you will yeah. be back next year. Uh, but until then, let everyone know where they can find you and follow you. Um, You can find me at Bravo Historian on Instagram. You can find I me and I have so many places now. Um, You can follow me at Betches Brides. If you're a bride, you can follow me there on Instagram at Take Yours Loft on Twitter for as long as we have Twitter. Yeah, that's where you can find me. <laughs> your uh, your tweet about Quincy Morgan needing to do more with her nepotism really got the people going yesterday. <laughs> it really did. I was really surprised. Um, I was like, wow. I will say, I've I've met Quincy in person, and she is lovely. And you would never know that she is. A See, Morgan. I don't. I know, and that's something I like respect about her. You know. Yeah. But I want her to like really throw that name around a little bit more. I know we need we need her to be like walking in fashion shows like how do we she is who Avery Singer thinks she is yeah except Avery Singer has like a day job like Avery Singer isn't like she got laid off and she's doing a podcast from cameo about their dating life yeah never mind I don't want any part of that on on that note (laughs) on that note (laughs) 
<laughs> That's a good place to leave off. Uh, thank yeah. you so much, everyone, for listening. Don't forget to rate, review, and follow the show wherever you listen. Uh, coming up on this Thursday's episode, I have a fun interview with Grace Lilly and Mikkel from Southern Hospitality. I had a fun time chatting with them. Grace Lilly is exactly how you think she will be. Um, and then, yeah, the, don't forget to scri- subscribe so you don't miss that. And until next time, be cool. Don't be all like uncool. Mention It All is produced by Dylan Hafer, Sean Kilby, Jorge Morales-Pico, and Rebecca Sousmacat. Editing by Jorge Morales-Pico. Social media by Dylan Hafer. Guest booking by Dylan Hafer and Ali Friedlander. Be sure to follow at Bravo by Betches on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you to our sponsor, Splash Refresher. Meet the water beverage that loves self-care as much as you do. Just because you have to hydrate doesn't mean it has to be tasteless. Splash Refresher makes hydration deliciously easy. Splash perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. I am going to go grab myself a wild berry splash now that I am done recording, and you should too. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches.